Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Up Close and Empowered. I'm Sana Jans, your host, and my intention is to inspire you to awaken to your true power because I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we really know. And this is all about accessing our power. And today I am thrilled to have another inspiring conversation with someone who really is a special guest. I'm so excited to have her here today. And she's a guest that embodies the spirit of empowerment and is on a mission to make a positive impact in the world through education. So this is a little different spin on this show. I haven't had anybody in this realm and I'm excited because, you know, education is a very important topic in our world and especially impacting young minds. And that's what we're going to talk about today, along with some other life lessons as well. But our special guest, her name is Sunana Sharma, and she is a dedicated national board certified educator. And Sunana's journey from India to the USA has been nothing short of profound. Her academic achievements, including getting her master's in education at Pepperdine, along with completing her undergrad in law and teaching credentials, reflect her commitment to personal growth and societal, societal growth. Now, what sets her apart? What makes her different? Her emphasis is on nurturing the social and emotional skills of young minds. She understands the importance of guiding the next generation through life's complexities. And we all know that this is an ever-changing world. And she teaches them resilience and understanding. She has dedicated nine years of teaching elementary kids. And as we all know, educators play a crucial role in our future. I mean, it totally shapes our future. Our teachers are so important. And Sunana is a shining example of someone who takes this very seriously, but she's actually taken it a step further. So she has expanded into her own podcast, and it is a chapter venturing into the world of positivity, spreading joy, uh, personal growth, and just really trying to get self-improvement out there in the world and how to navigate through life's challenges. So today we're going to dive into her journey, her background of, you know, living in or being uh, grown up in a uh, in Indian India and her uh, structural society and her family and how you know it was a little bit strict and she's going to tell us about that and how she kind of pivoted to finding herself through well we'll we'll find out exactly how but mm -hmm. she's also going to talk about how teaching has played a pivotal role in her personal growth and I'm really excited to have her today so she can tell us a little bit about her background and the journey and why she's so passionate about teaching and how this has impacted your life and led you into podcasting. So welcome yeah. to the show, Sunana. Just wanted to say thank you so much, Sana, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, I love your positivity and everything you post on social media as well. Um, just shedding a light of joy, um, waking up to all these incredible quotes and all the stories. It's um, beautiful and it really makes the world go round. So thank, thank you for you. That. That's why we connected because we're just so aligned. I mean, this is no coincidence. Absolutely. By the way, we've we've talked before. For all of you listening, I have I was on. Sunana's podcast. And we had a great little podcast and we really, you know, just really hit it off and connected. And I believe that everybody meets for a reason. So I'm so glad to have you on Voice America show. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my journey, I uh, have been, as you mentioned, teaching over nine years. And uh, I actually, so I'll start off with my undergrad. My undergrad, I was confused, you know, like every kid is think figuring out, figuring out their life. I was a finance major figure. Like I decided to pursue finance because my brother being five years older, I was following his footsteps and my dad being a CPA. So I was like, Oh, okay. You know what? Maybe finance is my path. Then after one year of finance classes, I'm like, this is not for me. Right. I decided to. I don't to, blame you. <laughs> so I, I ended up taking a business law class and the teacher who was teaching that class, intellectual property law, I just fell in love with her. She was so engaging. And she, um, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, if I ever become an educator, I would love to be as engaging as her. She made it so interesting. She added her own personal life experiences while teaching all the cases. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I just, I love this class. I really want to have her um, as my as my teacher for other classes that I wanted to take in law as well. So I switched over my major and fell in love with it. And then once I graduated, I thought, oh, okay, so the next step is to go to law school. Um, started studying for my LSATs and realized, you know what, this is not for me as well. <laughs> Took the LSATs, um, ended up getting my score. I was very close to applying to law schools. Um, but then I realized, I'm like, you know what, I something doesn't feel right. Uh, and, you know, I believe in everything happening for a reason and the universe always has a plan. Um, so spontaneously, it was a Memorial Day weekend. I was just driving around in Calabasas and there's an elementary school in Calabasas called Viewpoint Elementary. And I just, I'm like, you know what? Driving around by myself, no idea where I'm going. And then I pull up uh, into the school. I always had this vision of um, teaching elementary school students and they just make me so happy. They're so sweet and um, just, you know, innocent minds. And I just love being around kids. So I thought, you know what? Let me just walk in and see if the principal's in spontaneously. Oh my gosh. And guess what? Turns out the principal was actually there in the admin office. I walked in and I was like, hey, is there any way? Um, do, you have, do you have a few minutes? I just really wanted to share my journey with you. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. So sat with her told her how I'm just going through this um, phase where, you know, attorney, as an attorney, you make X amount of money. And as an educator, you know, there's this mm -hmm. huge gap and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pursue. And uh, she's like, you know what, why don't you come in and observe the best teachers? I have the best third, fourth, fifth grade teacher and just get a feel, feel for it. And, you know, I think you'll get your answers then. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what, that's great. The following week, I observed all the teachers, woke up super happy in the morning, and I realized, you know what, this is my calling, and this is what I need to, uh, I need to get my credentials. Um, right after that, went back to CSUN, got my credentials, then I was like, you know what, I'm not stopping, let me go to Pepperdine, get my master's in education. Oh so gosh. decided to go with all of that, and um, I taught simultaneously while I was finishing my master's at this really nice school in Encino called Amelita. And uh, one of the teacher was retiring. So that was my first full-time opportunity. And then I ended up getting a call eventually to teach at an incredible school called San Jose Highly Gifted Magnet. Um, it's in Mission Hills. And it's one of the only highly gifted programs um, in all of LAUSD. So what does and that mean? 
So what that means is these students are brilliant and they um, have to score a they have to score 99.9% on an exam with a psychologist in order to get into the program. And mm-hmm. I will be honest, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, I was very nervous starting my first year off as a teacher. Um, I look really young. So all the parents are like, hmm, you know, you're teaching the kids. You look like a kid yourself. So there yeah. was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of, um, I had to build my confidence and work on my self-esteem. And there was just a lot that was on my plate. And I thought, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this because this program is incredible with these students who are, um, their IQ is above 144 and beyond. Um, what were the ages of those kids? They seven and eight years old. So I was teaching. Wow. I was teaching second and third graders. Um, so my second graders would be my third graders the following year. So you really um, uh, connect with the students and you create an amazing bond. And then I realized as I taught them for all these years, I'm like, they're brilliant. But at the same time, these kids need to really be taught social emotional skills. Mm. So that was my major focus. Now I got it. Now yeah. I understand. Yeah, their parents were, you know, really involved in their studies and coming in and out of the classroom. Incredible um, parents who went to, you know, um, amazing schools themselves, such as Harvard. And, uh, you know, a lot of the st- their kids were already brilliant. Parents were teaching them all these things. I was teaching them all of these um, project-based learning uh, projects in class. And um, the number one thing that they were... N- lacking with social emotional skills. So that's where I really, really um, came into the picture, uh, teaching them how to be humble, be empathetic, because these are the skills that we'll have pretty much our entire Beautiful. life to benefit us. Um, so yeah, that's how my teaching journey started. And then after uh, I just realized last year, I'm like, you know what, as much as I love teaching, I want to continue this as well, but maybe at another school. But at the same time, I really want to, again, get into podcasting to maybe make a difference uh, on a larger scale um, and realizing that it's not just kids who need support. Adults need a lot of support as well. Um, So that's where I decided, that's when I decided I also want to make a difference on social media, um, YouTube, uh, and a little bit about fear. I'll dive in quickly. I started this journey actually years ago a little bit, and then I would delete my videos because I was so fearful of Mm. people going to think. And um, uh, so I decided now, especially working on myself, I'm like, you know what? Fear is here now. You just have to go for it. And so many doors open for you. So here I and am. you're so passionate about it. So it's it's just flowing. And I've seen your work even from when I knew you before months ago. Like your even your your posts and everything, everything is just you can just tell it's in alignment with who you are and where you are, which is beautiful. And you know, the the fact that you taught these kids and you were teaching them these specific type of, you know, dealing with life and challenges and empathy and all of these things, how do you feel that you can how are you bringing this into your podcasting? What is your audience and who are you reaching out to? Yeah, I'm actually reaching out to people who need, um, you know, life advice or a sport, a support when it comes to social emotional learning or anything and everything in life on our day to day basis, just being able to regulate our emotions. I mean, we go through that 
on a constant, on mm-hmm. constantly on a day-to-day basis. So I'm mm-hmm. open to anyone who is struggling with, uh, uh, you know, just relationships, struggling with um, being single and finding a partner, or um, you know, just needs the positivity, such as quotes. Right. I think I just love quotes so much. And I also realized I'm like, you know what? Every time I wake up in the morning, I would look at quotes myself to get started with the day, and I would also focus so much on positive affirmations. So I'm not the only one seeking this. We have so many people in the world where the ultimate goal is happiness because hardships are going to come in life. But at the same time, you can really have a positive mindset. Not easy. It's not easy for anyone. But not all the time. Not all the time. And just mm-hmm. really um, allowing yourself to recognize that, you know what, I am going to have hardships, but I need to appreciate the moment. I need to be grateful. So I just want everyone to also be on the same journey because it's a beautiful journey. Right. And I think that you're that you're impacting parents as well, because with your your experience, it you would also have another effect with parents because they all care about their kids. Everybody cares about our emotional stability of our our children, our kids, our teens. So I think that 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 would be something that would be really impactful as well. So tell us a little bit, though, because I know that you had mentioned that you you came you you were brought up in a very strict upbringing. So, you know, allow our listeners to kind of know what it was like growing up as Sunana and, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, I have amazing parents, mom and dad, and uh, I have a brother who's five years older. Um, You know, we moved uh, in in the 90s to uh, the US, um, 98, sorry, 98. And um, I was seven years old. And I, you know, spoke fluent Hindi. Um, I still remember second grade, didn't really know any English. So I had a lot of um, kids asking me questions and I was just looking at them like, I have no idea what you're saying. Um, But yeah, it was a journey. It was definitely a journey with my parents and, you know, they tried their best to uh, raise both my brother and I with what they know and from what Mm -hmm. they're familiar, especially being Indian, as you mentioned, strict background, strict meaning um, growing up, I would say there were moments where I felt like I was that rebellious teenager where I wasn't really able to express myself. Coming from a strict background, uh, my father always saying, hey, don't straighten your hair. You're damaging your hair. Or um, why why do you need to wear makeup? And, you know, parents just being overly protective and mm-hmm. um, making sure that um, they their kids uh, their kids are around a good environment and all of that. And I think... Um, I had to learn to make decisions on my own. And it's challenging because a lot of times when parents are strict, they feel that they, they're what the decisions they're making are the best decisions. But at the same time, just learning to really grow on your own is also very important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my parents would always say, oh, you know, you're staying with us. And then culturally, once you get married, that's when you move out. Prior to that, you don't move out. Mm-hmm. And I had to question that. I'm like, why do I have to, why am I going to move out only after I get married? What about learning about myself and having my place, having my own freedom? Hello, we're in America. And my parents are like, no, we're, yes, we're in America, but we're very traditional. So I think just challenging that um, was not only hard on me, but it was really hard on my parents too, because they weren't used to that. And um, when I had first moved out, I still remember I was, and again, I stayed with them till college and I moved out after my master's. So I was 
29 years old at that time, right? Oh, oh and, wow. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't move yeah. out like 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. I moved out 29. That sounds like me too, because my parents, my parents were kind of like that too. So yeah. they were born in this country, but, you know, Greek and Armenian background and... Yeah they, I wanted to live on my own. And they're like, why, why would you live it? No, you need to stay here. You know, I mean, I wouldn't yes. say they were ultra strict, but they were very old school and yes. no, you stay at home until right. you get married. And you know what? That's what happened. I tried <laughs> to move to Chicago to take this big opportunity at an agency out there. And I gave it up. I stayed at home and then I ended up getting married and then, and that's when I moved out. So I had to share yeah. that because I, you know, I find it that it still exists. I think that that still exists, but it's definitely old kind of older thinking. Yes, right? yes, definitely. Old school mentality. More than strict, it's just, you know, that's what they know. And now right. that um now that I've I'm on this journey of working on myself, I before I used to have a lot of resentment thinking like, oh my mom and dad, like they don't understand the American culture. But at the mm-hmm. same time, uh really putting yourself in their shoes is very important as well because being compassionate is um essential to really understanding the other person yes. and um, they tried their best in their own ways and that's why i um am very grateful um but at the same time you know uh culturally there are some challenges but but i feel like parents i mean parents will come around because they love you so much and they will understand. And that was my situation where in the beginning, parents were very strict and didn't understand certain things, but eventually they're like, okay, you know what? It actually worked out for her. She bought her own condo and she is successful and um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for her. And eventually they realized that, you know what, this is life now. This is where we moved to America and um, it's not, as uh, it's not like we're living back home. And even in India now, it's changed so much. So um, yeah, that was my um, initial upbringing. (laughs) So would you say that you really didn't have a voice then? You just kind of listened? Um, I actually, I was very rebellious, to be honest. Because um, you do have this, you do have this personality, like this really strong, <laughs> empowering, energetic personality. I can just yeah. feel it and see it in you. So yeah. I'm trying to think like, how was she growing up in this family having this kind of personality? <laughs> like there must have been a clash. So, oh yeah, there was definitely a clash. You know, my dad and I would um have conversations back and forth and, you know, there were triggering moments where he's not understanding me and I'm not understanding him but again over time I had to realize okay you know what take a breather and relax Mm -hmm. understand where he's coming from and you know now I talked to him about everything. I just actually got off the phone with him and I told him, oh, I'm going on a podcast. He's like, wonderful. Make sure you breathe. Make sure you speak and I think. Love you know, it. Always, I love it. Always, always lecturing me and always advising me as I'm still 10 years old. But, you know, parents, they love you so much. So that's what's going to happen. That's <laughs> kind of nice. So him telling you to breathe and take yeah. your time. I mean, that's yeah. that's really nice. That's really yeah. nice. And I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you said that about the parents and that we have to have compassion and be accepting, even though they, it isn't always the ideal circumstance, because think about the anger and the resentment that people have that haven't really done the healing work and, you know, dived into that aspect of them. And they're quick to judge. And listen, our parents did the best they knew because their parents you know, it's just generational, as you know, I mean, their parents did the same thing and their parents and their parents and their parents. So it's like, we have to look at the fact that 
right now in this lifetime, we are breaking the chain. There is more information on personal growth and spirituality than ever before. And everybody's awakening all over the world right now, realizing that we can break the chain, meaning that we can stop some of the ways that, you know, some of these traditional ways of, of being raised are and just kind of into a new, a new way of being. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I just thought about this. Uh, as we are working on ourselves, um, we have to also be mindful that um, our parents, along with everyone else, they're also trying their best and they're also working on themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we can't be so selfish just thinking that, oh, you know what, it, this is, um, I, I am on this journey and they don't know what I'm talking about, but it's like, hey, their journey is different. And exactly. um, their upbringing was unique on its own. Um, so just being mindful of all of these things, it's crucial um, in understanding your family, your background, your upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm really uh, getting more and more fascinated by my upbringing more and more now. I'm just digging deep and learning about my mom and dad and why my dad is the way he is. Why is my mom the way she is, you know, and it really teaches you a lot and it brings you so much closer to them as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And also that's part of the healing process too. It's part of healing our process. evolution, our soul's, our soul's evolution to really understand our our, our parents, our grandparents, our ancestors, all of that is all a wealth of knowledge mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is really part of us. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, recognizing and understanding things are never going to be perfect. Um, right. We as human beings are not perfect. So just being really mindful of that as well and understanding that everyone's trying their best. Everyone's trying to live a good life and um, just enjoying those moments uh, where, where, where I go and see them like once a week, um, just watching movies together or like listening to songs together and just mm -hmm. really diving in and appreciating those moments. I'm just trying to be really careful and um, absorbing all, like really carefully trying to absorb all that in because um, it's not always going to be that way, right? So we have to really be grateful. Right, right. Very grateful in the moment. I hope my my one son listens to the show. No. <laughs> uh, but sometimes, you know, I mean, I have a great relationship with my kids, but sometimes, yeah. you know, they don't understand that we do oh. things out of love yes. and yes. we're with blinders. Like we just do things out of love. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but very true. I mean, it is important to savor those moments and everybody is on their own journey there. We all grow in different ways. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're just on different paths, learning mm -hmm. different things. And some people mm -hmm. learn a little quicker. Some people are a little slower, but the fact that we're all trying and learning is really what's most important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just going through our experiences, right. And learning from our right. experiences there, everyone has such a beautiful story and we all have ups and downs. So understanding that and, um, uh, carrying on, you know, and just happiness <laughs> always come back to happiness. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what was the, um, let's say what was one of the most difficult, the difficult, the most difficult thing things or thing or things that you encountered before really deciding that you wanted to do this podcast, uh, focus on this and focus on impacting the world in a positive way. Like what was the main thing that said, I think I want to start using my voice. Yeah. Um, really good question. I, as an educator, I was, um, you know, connecting with parents and uh, all my students and teaching them on a day-to-day -day basis. And I was part of this magnet team. And as much as uh, my team was wonderful, I just really felt as if I didn't have a voice. And, um, you know, for nine years, not really being able to be yourself 
at times during meetings and not being able to share um, your true authentic self can really hold you back in certain ways. And then you start having pain, uh, you know, you're, it starts showing up in certain ways, like tingling sensation and all of that. Right. So I realized I'm like, you know what? Um, I can, again, switch schools, get into another program as much as I love the kids and the parents, but the um, school environment, um, the work environment, I wasn't too pleased with in certain ways. Again, there were also amazing, amazing teachers, and the, but there were also, um, it was really challenging because our program was separate, being in the highly gifted magnet program. Um, and then after that, I realized, after I left that position, I thought to myself, I really want to be able to share my journey and I want to be able to make a difference and um, share that we all are have self-worth. We all um, are trying our best in a lot of ways and being put down is, um, you know, so many times we're put down in our lives for certain reasons, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, and we hold on to that. And I think for me, um, that was the pivotal point where I was like, you know what, I want to be able to share my journey and start putting myself out there. Um, I'm not going to let anyone hold me back. I'm not going to keep thinking like, oh, if I post this, what is this person going to think about me? Or um, what is this pers person going to say about me? And you know, what are people going to be saying behind my back? I'm like, no, at this point, it doesn't matter. And it's been a blessing because the people that, again, you as well, um, it's been a blessing because I've been connecting with a lot of like-minded people and people who are very supportive. Um, friendships where people are just so, all my friends are incredible and um, they're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Keep going, keep going. And I think that keeps me going every single day. And um, that's how I ended up getting started. Yeah. So you broke through the imposter syndrome. You didn't care. You you finally said, I'm just going to be my authentic self. I'm going to use my voice. And I have a gift to share with the world. And the gift is really your heart, your mm -hmm. compassion, your empathy for the world, which is a beautiful thing. And I I know, like, without a doubt, like, you're just going to get, you know, your voice is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger out into the world. It, it truly is. Uh, so we're going to take a break here in a few minutes. Uh, but before we take the break, I just wanted to uh, let everyone know if you Need to reach out to me to give me any feedback or would like to work in any way, you can reach me at sonalife.com. It's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I'd love to hear from you. I get feedback all the time from the show. And that's why I do this show because I love to raise awareness and uh, again, inspire people and give them hope in their journey of life. So after we take this break, now we're going to pivot. We are going to pivot to a whole different direction. We're going to talk about friendships and how personal growth can impact those around us in, an, in a positive way, but also those that maybe choose not to, you know, support that. You know, what are some of the things that we've gone through with our friends that have been disappointed? You know, law of attraction, as far as when we're in a certain place, who are we attracting? Relationships life lessons, uh, all of these things that I'm fascinated that you're talking about because you're obviously like a, a lot younger than I am. And I love that the youth is, again, like spreading the word, you know, getting out there and really, you know, speaking of positivity and personal growth and compassion. So after the break, we're going to dive into some more personal things, stories, things that we can share that can help our listeners possibly with what they may be going through. And uh, so we will be back right after this short break. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered. I'm Sana Johns, and I'm talking to Sunana Sharma, and we're having a deep discussion about education, impacting young minds, making a positive difference in the world. And now we're going to talk about the deep life lessons. And I would love to have Sunyana just share, like, what are, you know, where do we even begin? Because I know that you're, you're like an old soul, even though you're young. And I know there's so much going on in that mind that I would love for you to share, you know, some of the things that you, that you've learned that have really stood out in your mind. Yeah, definitely. Um, the number one thing that pops up into my mind is you know, I've learned over the years to be less judgmental. Um, coming from a place of, you know, again, Indian background, upbringing with a lot of judgments, um, you carry that with you. And, and when you view the world and when you're making friends or you're in a relationship, you can come off extremely judgmental. Uh, so, and what I mean by that is growing up when I would make friends, I, as soon as they made one comment, let's say they made one comment that was, that didn't resonate with me or my values, I would judge them right off the bat rather than giving, rather than giving them a um, chance to uh, prove themselves. Um, I was, you know, um, really focused on that. And I can't, 
say it was 100% neg it was it was 100% negative because we as human beings do have to admit that we are all judgmental to a certain extent um but at the same time again life lessons such as being more compassionate has been uh, a big part of my life and really putting myself in other shoes and understanding okay you know what this person's life story is different mine is unique on its own so um their upbringing is different my upbringing is different so i can't my way is not necessarily the right way and i think recognizing that and understanding that is so important because at times we can let the ego come into the picture mm -hmm. and think like oh you know what my way is the right way and um this is how life is supposed to be Th these are the these are these are the friendships i want because of because of my upbringing and that's it's beautiful to have your own values and um know what you want in friendships but i do have to say it was such a um learning curve for me and uh um yeah a big learning so curve <laughs> if people weren't on the same page let's say as you how did you handle that i mean you know, I know that you're so compassionate, you're empathetic, and you try to understand other people. But don't you think that there's, there's a certain line where, you know, if somebody really is out of alignment with you, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's, you know, whatever, you're cutting them off forever. But like, you know, sometimes, you know, friendships, we'll get into that in a second, but sometimes we kind of separate based on the fact that we're on our own path. Would, mm -hmm. would you agree? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But I think the younger, younger self, um, uh, I would cut people out mm. um, I would just be like goodbye oh, so you were like that's it I'm like peace <laughs> not talking to you yeah. ever again oh, and, I okay. think, and I think I had to learn that you're not going to necessarily align with every single person but you can distance yourself you don't necessarily have to end it on bad terms and I think for right. me um being as vocal as I am, I, I feel like at times I would be like, oh, this is what you did to hurt me. Goodbye. Um, and, you know, that can also right. lead to not really having a closure when it comes to mm -hmm. friendships. So I think I had to learn and understand that, hey, you know what? I don't have to be best friends with this person and right. they don't they don't have to come to my wedding. It's exactly. Just, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can just say goodbye. And, you know, there are different phases when it comes to friendships as well. Um, some friends are just work friends and some friends are very personal where you share your deep, dark secrets with. And I think I had to learn that along the way because um, a lot of the times I would have deep conversations with, you know, I just love having deep conversations with everyone. So people do feel a connection and they do want to gravitate mm -hmm. towards you, especially being as positive and, you know, spreading that positive energy. Um, but at the same time, understanding now at this point in my life, okay, you know what, this person is great, but I don't need to be BFFs with this person and that's right. okay. At all. Right. So you're setting a boundary, a personal okay. boundary, and it's okay. You don't have to completely cut them off, but maybe you just distance them a little bit and exactly. you pick and choose like when you do connect with them or or not, you know, because again, mm -hmm. everybody is on their own journey. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like I have friends that aren't on the same path as I am, but I love to see them. I love to go out and meet them for dinner and that kind of thing. But exactly. there is something to be said about people that are like kindred spirits, like you and I, like where we are really on the same page with personal growth and spirituality. And it's beautiful when, you know, we, we uh, attract our tribe. We, mm -hmm. we, we totally do. And mm -hmm. the more we are, you know, into our growth and our value system, that just attracts the same kind of people. And then you connect, but it's not to say that you can't, you know, have other relationships and just, you know, 
and and yeah, definitely. And I would say, um, just digging in and understanding your core values. Like for me, for the longest time, it was always loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, you know, whether it was in college or after college, like number one thing I would always come back to would be loyalty. Mm-hmm. I felt the because I'm such a loyal person. I always wanted friends who were loyal as well. And if someone wouldn't, it wouldn't be loyal, you know, if I gave them many chances, then to me, that would really hurt me and bring me down. And I would, and it was such a learning curve for me because I realized, you know what, you do have to be selective with your friends as well. And instead of just, it doesn't mean you have to close your heart, still be open and be able to accept new people into your life. But at the same time, ease into it, no need to rush. Um, Uh, good people deserve good things and good things will happen. Um, just reminding yourself that. And also the energy that you put out is so important. Um, if you just, if you have that negative mindset and you're nitpicking about every little thing, I realize that it's only going to attract negativity into your life. Mm-hmm. So just really shifting from that mindset and focusing um, on uh, the beautiful aspects of life will attract uh, incredible people into your life as well. I agree. And loyalty is is so important. Loyalty and integrity are really uh, the most important thing to me. And I know they are to you as well at the top yeah. of the list for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you something. What if I had a situation, curious what you would say about this. You know, I feel like when you're friends with someone for a while, like a long time, you know each other's soul. You know what kind of person that is. Now, you may not have the same likes and have the same you know, be on the same exact path, but you know that person's soul. So what about when somebody or a friendship just kind of detaches because one person is growing in a different direction and the other person is kind of going their own way for whatever reason, but somehow there was a disconnect that just kind of happened energetically. And I guess what I'm getting at is yeah, what I find is really difficult for me is when we know somebody at a soul level, we know what they're like, we know their values, we know their integrity, we know their loyalty. Like, why would you not want to still stay connected with each other, even if your belief systems are different? You know, spirituality, religion, whatever it is, if your belief systems are different, okay, what's the big deal? Like, you know each other's soul. So that's where I have a hard time. And I'm curious, like what you think about that. Um, that's such a, it's a wonderful point. I think, um, for me being Indian, it's funny because growing up, I, even now all my friends are non-Indian and, uh, as much as like, as much as I, uh, love speaking Hindi and connecting with all my Indian friends as well, but I feel like the religion aspect of it, um, the, um, you know, where you're from and your upbringing at the end of the day, as you mentioned, it's the soul to soul connection. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what your upbringing is, what your religion is, either you connect with someone or you don't. And I will tell you also at times you will drift away from certain people and you will miss them because uh, you Mm -hmm. know that you had such a deep connection with them. You know, that person is great. And that actually happened to me not so long ago during the pandemic, I drifted away from one of my really close friends and I loved her so much. And, you know, we've been friends since college and she's an incredible human being, but we um, just had major differences and somehow misunderstandings happen and they just built up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where she's not at fault and I wasn't at fault. And l- l- we had this clash and a little bit of a blame, uh, you know. So you both kind of just both decided to kind of part 
Like it um, just kind of happened. It was, it, it, I wouldn't say it kind of happened. There was some sort of an argument that took place and then we okay. drifted apart. Um, okay. it was, and you know, uh, after that happened and we didn't speak for a very long time, like over a year or two, mm-hmm. I missed her every single day. I would talk to my mom about her and I would say, oh my goodness, I was so close to her and her parents are amazing. And like, I felt so accepted in her household. Um, She's one of my uh, Jewish friends and, uh, you know, they do Shabbat every Friday. So I would go over sometimes and um, I just really felt very connected to her and her family, her brother. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like, as you mentioned, soul to soul connection. And my mom would be like, listen, if she's meant to be in your life, you guys will definitely right. connect. And my mom would always tell me that. And, um, you know, and somehow we reconnected. One time she sent me a picture of her and I, and then um, we just, I just did a podcast with her last week or the week before. And I love her so much again. And our friendship is exactly as it was. Nothing wow. changed. And we didn't even, have, and both of us just said, hey, do you really want to talk about the past? Uh Nah, who cares? Like whatever. We were so dumb. I love <laughs> that. That's go. great. And it just worked. And it's out. how it should be. Like when it's when it's meant to be like that, and you just kind of reconnect. You reconnect. I mean, it's yeah. really not that hard. But I really feel like when you have a history with someone, there is a certain sense of loyalty and integrity and respect, uh, regardless if you drift or not. And I think that you know, for me and. You know, I know I'm speaking for other people that may be listening because I know that, you know, with a lot of people growing in uh, like in personal growth and spirituality, a a lot of people have lost certain friends or people have just kind of gone their own way. And it's really just part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that there's any judgment to me. It's an observation that people are just growing in different directions at different times in a different pace. And at at times it can be hurtful, of course, and, you know, you miss certain friendships, but you know, it is what it is. So I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I think, you know, friendships are really important. And I I get messages from my own friends and some of my clients that I coach and, you know, a few of them now, like all of a sudden they have, as they are starting to really get on this journey of, you know, personal growth and awakening to their true power, they're losing some of their friends for many years. And it's, and they're like, they don't get it and it's hard for them, but I know how it, how it feels because it's happened to me, but it's, it's going on now because there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there is an acceleration in personal growth right now. Yeah. And I think as you mentioned, um, personal growth, when you're on this journey, if someone's energy just doesn't feel right, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not associate associate yourself with that person. Um, when you're working on yourself so much and you, uh, you, you look at your circle of friends and if there are certain people outside of that circle that are a little bit um, questionable, I think it's okay to, um, you know, say goodbye or say goodbye again in a peaceful way or no, no need to even say goodbye, just distance yourself slowly. And that's what I've been working on um, where surrounding yourself with positive people and like-minded people and again as you mentioned there can be a lot of differences i have friends who will put me in my place and say that wasn't nice you shouldn't have said that and i'm like yeah i shouldn't have i'm sorry and like you know um Mm. my friends will really challenge me um in such a healthy way and i think that is a beautiful thing being able to have friendships it's not always jolly there will be moments of disagreements and that's completely fine as long as it's healthy Exactly, exactly. And it's about having that support. Like, again, knowing that person so well that even if you do have a disagreement, the support's going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, just... Totally, totally. The support will always be there, absolutely. So what 
What do you do to stay positive? Like when you wake up in the morning, are you always, I know that you're grateful. I can already tell that, but you know, sometimes days are not always going to go the way we want them to go. So what are some of the things that you do to keep your frequency high, to keep your energy high and in a, in a space of love? I would say the number one thing is be, being out in nature. I think that has really helped me in my life. And again, I'm working on consistency at the moment. And I know on our last podcast, we talked about meditation and mm -hmm. how um, you gave me some great tips on meditating. So getting started on that. Um, but I would say positivity, again, is a choice. And at times... I'm not positive. There are days where, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm crying and I'm like, oh, why, what things are not going right. And, uh, you know, I can talk about it now in such a calm way, but there are frustrations. There are points, uh, times where I do get angry and frustrated, like as everyone does. But I think um, it's a lifelong journey to be able to um, take care of yourself and learn about yourself. And I, I can't say that, you know, all of a sudden, uh, I can't say that, oh, you know what, I'm uh, I, I'm doing things right on a day-to-day -day basis. I still don't know. I still question those things. And I'm learning as the day is going on. And I'm learning about myself every, every single day through um, my friends and families and uh, through reading. So uh, daily practices, I would say, again, going for a walk, hiking, as I mentioned, and there are other, and I love taking bubble baths. So that's like my number one thing where I'm like, these <laughs> stressor, oh, yes. yes. Like after teaching, you know, coming home, relaxing, lighting up a candle, bubble baths, and just, uh, just sitting in the jacuzzi sometimes. So those are the things that I love and, um, and just appreciating your own company, um, recognizing that, okay, you know what? I also need alone time right now. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that for the longest time. I was always around people, always talking to my friends. And yeah. um, I think now I realize, okay, you know what, just being alone is also such a good feeling and um, learn. And that's when you're with yourself. And that's when a lot of great creative ideas come to you too. 100%. And that is where the power is. That is where the power is when we are able to sit with ourselves and actually enjoy our own company that is empowerment. It truly is. I mean, I had the greatest learning experience through COVID when I was in solitude for several months and basically meditating and self-reflecting for, for days. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not one that has to be around people all the time, but you know, about five years ago, I was around people continuously, but I'm not necessarily sure that's really you know, how my life has been all the way around. I mean, I don't mind really being by myself. I love people, but it's really important to spend that time by yourself. And when you learn to do that and you're comfortable and you find your go-tos, your go-tos like your, your salt bath or your mm -hmm. going in nature or the meditation mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. that way you're, that's taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, phys physically, and spiritually. And when you're able to do that, you're able to handle life's challenges more than ever right? Which kind of leads me into this responding versus reacting, you know, like when you are triggered during the day, you know, how do you, you know, we're in, we're in a constant self-awareness because that's what I was hearing you say, as you were just telling me a little bit ago, that you are in the self-awareness every day. It's a journey. We are learning every single day. I mean, yeah. by the minute, I mean, we could learn from a telemarketer. We could learn from the store clerk. We could learn from a friend. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. We are constantly yeah. learned learning and we're being triggered sometimes. And so how do you handle those triggers? 
I'll be completely honest. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> so, and we all are, you know, so triggers for me, I, I'm just recently learning about myself to the point where I'm like, why did that trigger me so much? Yes. When this person said this, why did it trigger me so much? Like, why did it hurt me so much? And I just felt this rush of anger and I just responded in a, in a mean, nasty way or whatnot. So I think just it's a lifelong journey to understand and uh, figure out why certain things affect you, whether it's your past or whether it's a comment that maybe it's a misunderstanding. And mm -hmm. I think um, I'm learning to communicate in a calm manner, especially when I do get triggered. Um, you know, in a partnership at times, it can be challenging because you're around each other a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, there are certain comments made and you might uh, misunderstand the other person. Uh, so that's where uh, I'm really learning to communicate in a calm way. And again, things are not always perfect. And uh, we are trying to figure out, we, I am trying to figure out what works for me. Um, it's about practicing nonstop. Mm -hmm. uh, every time you get triggered, okay, you know what? I'm triggered. What right. do I do at this given moment? Let me take a deep breath and then respond. Right. And that's something that, again, I'm practicing right. on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not easy. It's a skill that I have taught a lot of my students where they would get out of the classroom and say, Ms. Sharma, I'm really triggered right now. I just, um, you know, I'm ah. working on this project and, you know, this person did this and I'm going to take five deep breaths and I'm going to come back in. So they would take these deep breaths, come back into the classroom and say, I'm feeling fine now, Ms. Sharma. I can continue my project. And I'm like, I'm... Oh my God. I love that. So that's, <laughs> that's what you talk about when you say you learned from your teaching, your, yes. your students were doing that. Oh my God, that is beautiful. I love yeah. that you shared that. Like, can you imagine this little seven and eight year old saying, Ms. Sharma, yeah. I have to take a couple of deep breaths. Oh, I yeah. just got triggered. I just got triggered. Oh my God. How adorable. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I'm, uh, you know, changing lives in this matter. They're applying this and their parents are emailing me. Oh my goodness. The, you're, you're doing magic in the classroom. What's going on? And I'm like, Right. Oh, I'm making. I'm like, okay. You know what? I'm teaching all these things, but it's so important. And the reason why I'm on this journey is because we also have to apply it. We can teach these things, but at the same time, we have to we be it. Also, we have to exactly. We have exactly. to be it. We have to talk the talk and walk the talk and talk the walk. We have to do it all. And it's we have not, to do it all because yeah. actions do speak louder than words, and Definitely. especially with kids and you know even my kids and you know people see yeah. how you are, not really what you say, but your actions, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so those those triggers I think are indicators, obviously, of a deeper issue or like you said, a mm -hmm. misunderstanding. And I think that that's a time when people could say, hey, maybe I need to self-reflect. You know, is this something that somebody said to me in my childhood? Or is this something that somebody said to me in my past relationship? Because a lot of times it will surface. But the good thing is, is that when it surfaces and we do get triggered, then we realize that we have to uh, acknowledge it, observe it, and just like release it. And then we know, okay, so when it comes up again, mm -hmm. well, it, we're thinking, okay, that's what that's where it's coming from. This is about me. It's about taking responsibility, yep. right? Because we always yep. have to blame everybody else, but mm -hmm. it's about taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then also um, really quick, uh, as we wrap up here, boundaries. I mean, don't you think boundaries are really important? Like if we are resentful in a relationship where something is really upsetting us, that that is a, an indicator that we need to set some type of a boundary? 
Yeah. And I think, um, again, it always comes to, comes back to taking responsibility. You understanding what your boundaries are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How are you going to set boundaries when you don't even understand your own boundaries? So I think right. that's, um, as you mentioned, very, very important. Um, understanding yourself first. Okay, you know what? Um, this is who I am and this is what works for me. And he's a different person. And mm -hmm. this is what works for him. And boundaries along with communication, just communicating your thoughts, your feelings and who you are as a person and being able to share your insecurities. Um, right. I think sometimes, again, we uh, keep a lot of things to ourselves because of our ego and letting go of that ego and understanding, okay, you know what, this is the person I want to end up with and this is my future. So I need to get my act together and own up to who I am as a person and um, be able to get rid of that ego and um it has to be from both sides it can't just right. be one-sided it has to be an equal again partnership and it takes a lot of communication it takes and communicating is not easy communicating mm -hmm. your feelings and um being able to really uh showing your true authentic self to someone especially right. if you've been hurt before it's not an easy uh easy thing to do um so i would say the number one thing for people is to be able to be honest and even if you do get hurt along the way hey at the end of the day you were your true genuine self exactly exactly uh sunana where can people find you i know you have a you in fact let them know where they can listen to our podcast because they may want to go back and listen to that yeah yeah so definitely. on your youtube channel Yes, on my YouTube channel, I have about 14 podcasts at the moment, and I'll be also uploading this one as well. My YouTube channel is called Peaceful Zen Talks, all in one. And my Instagram channel is the same exact as it's Peaceful Zen Talks. And I'm getting on Apple, Spotify soon as well. So just putting myself out there, just getting started in this journey. And um, yeah, thank you so yeah. much. Patty. Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> glad that you were able to be on the show. It's just been so nice talking to you and having this deep conversation which you know we could go on forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to thank everybody, but I did want to let everybody know about next week's show because this is going to be an interesting one. It's from tragedy to love to purpose. I'm going to have a husband and wife on. They have a movie that was made about their story and a book. And it is, it's really a profound story. I'm really excited to have the show. I've never had anything like this type of a topic on. So join me next week on that show. That will be very, very interesting and a beautiful story. And also I am speaking in a sensory summit. And if you go on my Instagram or my LinkedIn page, you can register for that. If you would like to sign up for the summit, I'm excited about that. And I just want to thank everybody for being on the show and uh, Sunana for sharing a little bit about your life and your lessons and how you're impacting the world and continue to impact the world. And uh, just thank you so much for being here. I want to thank all of my listeners. Please, uh, I am very open to your feedback. Send me a note, uh, send me an email, whatever you would like. And I will look forward to seeing you next or talking to you. I feel like I'm seeing you talking, seeing, <laughs> seeing feeling, whatever. Uh, I will see you all next week on this channel. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.